0: to the Orange and Brown Report. to your Wednesday, July 8th edition. We are here joined by Fred Greetham, the OBR's beat writer in Berea every day, getting all the inside scoops. Before we get over to Fred though, I'm gonna do my traditional shout out of BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BlueWire, go there, take advantage of the opportunity with that welcome bonus as sports begin to kick up here, we think. Get in there, get online, use that welcome bonus to start jumping up your gambling and uh, and make some money. Put some money in your pocket. Again, that's Blue Wire. There's the promo code, and that's betonline.ag. So, Fred, busy day, man. The Browns. Look, these guys can't, can't go a couple more than a couple days without some serious news. We'll start with news that happened. I think it was Saturday that this happened. I was with family, and I'm like, God dang it, I gotta sit down and write this up. Browns get in um notice that David Njoku represented by drew Rosenhaus, wants a trade demands a trade um don't know if the browns were totally blindsided by this perhaps they saw it coming they probably saw it coming when the age and change happened um but they picked up his fifth year option and and you know there's there's reasons njoku would feel one way and i think there's reasons the browns would want to keep him where are you on this whole situation with the young tight end who's uh, who's going into the fourth year of his nfl career
1: well, I, I wrote a piece about it. I just think it's ridiculous a guy that has you know, catches and did nothing last year. Of course he missed ten games with a broken wrist, but when he came back he you know, he's expecting to just step right in and and um and Freddie Kitchens, you know, said, Look, you gotta earn your way back in and he never got back on the field. I think he caught one pass after the season opener. And, um, you know, I understand these guys, you know, they want to be the top guy on the totem pole. They always talk about being team players, but then we mean if they're the star, you know, that's what I feel like, you know, and with the Joku, he's got a lot of talent, you watch him, but he hasn't been able to catch the ball consistently. I think he, you know, he he was like 41st or read somewhere and dropped passes amongst tight ends you know, in the year that he had his biggest year in 2018. And uh, he had two last year in the little time he played. I think Austin Hooper had two the whole season. So um, I would just like to see him, you know, come in. You haven't even been with the team. It's been all virtual. You haven't even been on the field. And, and at least see, size it up, see how, you know, it looks and, and compete. You know, right now, even if Hooper moves right into the top of the of the depth chart, we already know Stefanski runs almost sixty percent tight ends or more, and you should be the number two tight end. I mean, if you don't think you can beat out Harrison Bryan as a rookie, then then I question your you know, your competitive spirit. So, you know, I just feel like you know, you can you can see down the road make your demands. But, yeah, when you change agent, it almost, you can see the script. He called Duke Johnson and said, hey, how did you get out of Cleveland? He said, I changed my agent to Drew Rosenhaus, and boom, I got traded. You know, it's a little different because, you know, Bill O'Brien acts as the GM, and, you know, and they got a third-round pick for Duke Johnson. Um, I feel like Njoku's, you know, bottom of his market right now. He's got the upside, but I can't see them getting anything for him. So they pick up your op- option, at $6.1 million. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, with all the weapons the Browns have, I mean, think about it, Jake. Do you think with Beckham, Landry, Hooper, Hunt, Chad, that Njoko shouldn't be able to beat the fifth or sixth you know, pass defender? You know, he, he ought to have some great matchups because he's going to be the guy they're not going to worry about as much. And I would think he would be under the radar and be able big season.
0: You're right. There's a lot of stuff going on there, especially, you, you know, you touch, Fred, on the uh, mesh of the, the wrong time for this sort of demand. I mean, if, if this was last year where Njoku's coming off a uh, – you know, 70-target season, 400. And I think he actually got into the 600s in terms of yardage and four touchdowns. His value is actually high. He's coming off a year where he barely played, plays two games, gets hurt, pretty much ends the season because he never quite comes back well from the wrist injury. And who knows what happened in-house at the end of the year, but certainly not a stretch of the imagination to think that he hurt his wrist to the point that he couldn't confidently play the position. And it led to some coaching disagreements and all of those things. And then it's like, you know, so what are the Browns going to be able to get for him? Probably next to nothing. They're running an offense that isn't predicated on five wide receivers or four wide receivers or even three wide receivers. They want to play tight ends, and you can't just pick up tight ends with the stature of David Njoku. And, you you know, you could talk about his issues catching the football and inconsistencies in blocking, all of which are very true points. But, you know, guys that are built like David, guys that have the ability to run like David and go up and get the football occasionally are perfect sort of tight end twos. And that's what the Browns need is a guy who's played in the NFL for three years. You don't want to count on Harrison Bryant right away. You know, you want a guy who has experience in the NFL, at a position that takes a long time with the learning curve. And from David's side of things, maybe the targets won't be as high. But go back and watch Irv Smith. That guy got targets that were actually productive targets. Maybe he only got 40 targets. But he had 350 yards, and he had four touchdowns. I mean, the guy got targets that were meaningful, and in this offense, they are going to be schemed-up opportunities for him where he's open. And like you said, Fred, they're going to be chasing Odell. They're going to be chasing Jarvis. They're going to be chasing Austin Hooper down the field. More often than not, he's going to find himself in matchup advantages that uh, he can exploit and Baker can find him because he loves finding tight ends. So it, it's it's a really strange thing for me to one out. I get it. He wants to be a tight end one somewhere. He wants to get 70, 80, 90 targets. But at this point in his career, this junction of his value, it doesn't make sense for the Browns to move him. And I hope they stand their ground on this because uh, they have all the leverage here. They have all the leverage. So I hope that that uh, that works out in the Browns' favor because it should, and it should still be a relationship that can work because Najoku can help this team. Granted, his attitude is not terrible, which is sort of a to-be-determined situation, but I'm also with you on, hey, man, get into training camp, meet some people, see what the offense is like, and then maybe you start winning some football games and you really like it, so you never know. These guys are quick to jump the gun about me, 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 and and, and worrying about their numbers, and I get it. You need a second contract, but winning produces numbers, right? Like winning gets numbers, and winning plays... Or what teams notice when they go to sign you to that next contract, you know, it's it's something that he has to keep in mind. Talking about contracts, Olivier Vernon was the early news today. Fred, they converted his 15 million non-guaranteed money, uh, which is which is pretty interesting. They converted it to 11 million guaranteed. Um, converted much of it to a signing bonus to help the Browns save cap space. And um, it helps Vernon because, you know, he doesn't have to deal with non-guaranteed money and worrying about where that will come from. He gets a little less, but it's guaranteed, right? He has that locked up for him. And what's interesting to me is the saving on the cap. So do you think the signing of Vernon to this restructured contract is one that eliminates them from going out and pursuing another top-shelf defensive end? Or do you think that they are still in the market for somebody like Everson Griffin or uh, Jadevian Clowney, or maybe even trading for Yannick Ngakwe out of uh, Jacksonville?
1: Yeah, I think that because he's in the last year of his contract and it wasn't it wasn't an extension, you know. When I first heard, you know, they I thought maybe they added a year or two to him, but they just as you said, you know, they just kind of reshuffled the deck and for Vernon he gets it guaranteed, knowing that, you know, if they were at this point signed Cloudy, they'd probably cut him and they wouldn't have, you know, was nothing was guaranteed. And so I think it was a good move all the way around. I think it allows him and allows the bronze to know he's going to be here and, but it doesn't preclude them from using some of that freed up money to get some help, whether it be a linebacker or defensive end. I think, you know, if, if Clowney, if they want to use a little bit more, you know, to sweeten the pot, maybe that's what they do, but, um, Yeah, I think they can still go anywhere with it. I think that all the way around, it was good to give a little bit of a certainty that, you know, he's going to be here now because, um, you wouldn't have done that if you were the speculation was soon as if they did sign one of those guys, he was immediately going to be cut. And he's probably looking at it. He's, you know, at the end of just before training camp, that could be pretty precarious. So I think it's a win-win for both. And, uh, you know, and He's in the last year of the deal, so he's got some incentive to, to go out and produce to see if he can get another contract next year with the Browns or some other
0: team. I'm with it. I think it's a great deal for both sides. I don't think it eliminates them pursuing some people they're interested in, especially linebacker help. But this does grant them the ability to roll over some cap, which is pretty important for them going into next year, where they will have to actually replace Vernon and his uh, and his value opposite Miles Garrett, which will be a big hole to fill. Because I don't, unless Vernon has just a fantastic year and they can come to some sort of agreement, I'm not sure that that happens. So I think he'll play well, but granted his age and injury history, I don't think the Browns will will push that direction again. But maybe they uh maybe they keep that rollover and use it next year on somebody, or maybe they even still go out and get someone to be to be determined. Plenty of time left and a lot of variables still to move around. And then lastly tonight, Fred, the, the other piece of contract news on a busy day is Jedrick Wills is signed, which is um which is great, right? Just kinda give me your immediate reaction to that and and um you know, do you think they get Delpit and, and Jacob White or sorry, Jacob Phillips signed before um, you know, before things kick off here in a couple weeks?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think now normally those they go right up, they went in inverse order right along, and you know I was expecting when I heard a, a signing that it was Phillips because he, you know, Elliot just signed and he's the other third round, and then Delpe, kind of ironic, you got the two LSU guys left, but no, there's it's there's a little mystery nowadays. It used to be, you know, when they just kept holding out to get every guy a. In front of them, so they got every last penny. But now it's pretty much slotted, so I, I cannot, I cannot ima- not imagine either of those guys not being in on time. I mean, both of them have a chance to start, and um, you know, we we see time and time. If you monkey around, especially with no off season at all, they got to be here when it opens. You know, if it opens on time, so I see that
0: happening real quick. I'm with you. usually comes down to that offset language, and um, that stuff has even dwindled a little bit over the recent years, so no reason to think those guys won't be there. Browns are trending in a good direction two weeks out, a couple weeks to, to go out and sign those two remaining picks and get ready for, you know, J.C. Treder again warned that the NFL has to take the recommendations of, uh, of you know, medical advisor serious. It's gonna depend largely and I've said it, I'll keep saying it's gonna depend largely on how well the MLB and the NBA handle this thing and if it if it goes off without a hitch. But if it gets ugly in those sport fronts, then uh could get dicey for the NFL too, unless, you know, they I they could shut they could surprise me and keep their head down and bury it and, and just keep playing. But how the players react, especially led by Treader, will be will be very, very interesting to me because he is not afraid to speak his mind. He's been very vocal about this thing and uh you know, the NFL has a good leader in front of them there. So, Fred, thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate you giving me some time tonight. All
1: right, Jake. That's always a, always a pleasure.
0: All right, big thanks to Fred. Uh, Shout-out to uh, everybody at the OBR putting up great work lately. Tons of stuff on Joku, tons of stuff on Baker Mayfield and how it how it all ties to uh, Patrick Mahomes' mega deal that was just signed. And, um, you know, some other things up, to of note. Uh, inter- you know, uh, intricate details of Jedrick Will signing – and uh, some other stuff too. Make sure you're going there and reading, checking out everything at the OBR. We appreciate your support. Please subscribe, like this channel on your favorite uh, avenue for listening to podcasts, whether that's Apple, or whether that's Spotify or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever it is these days. We appreciate those subscriptions, those downloads. They mean the world to us. We also appreciate your uh, support at the OBR website, where we are offering the usual great deals on memberships as the season approaches. We're getting excited. Hope you're getting excited. Appreciate you joining us today. We welcome you back tomorrow. Until then, go Browns.